Hi, welcome to the Gay Love Coach Radio Show. I'm Dr. Brian Ripsinski, your host, and I'm a psychotherapist and dating and relationship coach specializing with the LGBT community. My website is thegaylovecoach.com, and I thank you for joining us today. So today we're going to be talking about the role of touch in intimate relationships. And I think as gay men, we're pretty good at being sexual with each other, but sometimes I think we miss the boat on knowing how to be sensual, and there's a really big difference. You know, touch can be very powerful. It just goes straight to our emotional centers, and it can provide, you know, pleasure, stress, relief, relaxation. And today my guest is Mark Reinert, and he's the founder of the Male Healthy Touch Club. And together we're going to be talking about another benefit of touch, which is the power it has to create more connection and emotional intimacy in our relationships with our partners. And who wouldn't like more of that? So please sit back and relax and just listen in as Mark talks about how to integrate more mindful touching in your relationship. And he also shares some really great exercises on how exactly to do this to give your relationship even more of a kickstart. So you won't want to miss it. We are on the air with Mark Reinert. Uh, of the Male Healthy Touch Club. And uh, as a young adult, Mark spent a decade helping multicultural teams of faith-based humanitarian workers in over 20 countries thrive under some of the world's most difficult conditions. When he recognized and chose to embrace his gay identity, the step into authenticity cost Mark his career and social support network. Mark adapted quickly by drawing on the creativity and resilience learned during his childhood spent as part of an American family living in the Amazon rainforest. Since 2004, Mark has been fiercely committed to guiding gay and bisexual men who want to experience remarkable relationships, erotic fulfillment, and solid self-confidence. During this time, he has offered over 100 workshops and founded the Male Healthy Touch Club, which has impacted thousands of men in North America and around the world. His clients regularly report discovering new dimensions of well-being, self-acceptance, and relationship connection, And Mark is also a member of the Relationship Coaching Institute and a founding member of the Gay Coaches Alliance. Welcome, Mark. Hi, Brian. I'm glad to be with you. Thank you very much for joining us. Um, Really looking forward to speaking on this topic. We're going to be touching today on uh, mindfulness and touch as it pertains to um, intimate relationships. And um, we've talked a little bit about mindfulness on the show before, but I was wondering if you might be able to just, you know, start off and um, share with our listeners a little bit about what mindfulness is, and in particular what mindful touch is as it pertains to enhancing intimacy in relationships. Well, mindfulness is both something that's been researched recently, and it's also something that in different spiritual traditions goes back probably thousands of years. Basically, it's about really paying attention and being in Uh, the present moment, so not letting ourselves be distracted by what happened yesterday or earlier today or what's Mm -hmm. going to happen tomorrow, but uh, even just in this conversation for Brian, for you and me to just be focused and attentive to what the experience is like of talking with each other. Right. Really being in the here and the now. Yes, being here in the now and also bringing some curiosity uh, to what's happening um, letting ourselves just have the experience and not, not necessarily trying to change it, but letting ourselves have it. And what one of the key benefits of that is it helps us to become calmer. Mm-hmm. And so if we are in a relationship, uh, if we're calmer, then we can experience the pleasure of being in a relationship and whatever we're doing together, and we can have more connection and more pleasure as well. Mm-hmm. So mindful touch is really, you know, being just in that moment with your partner, th- 
through, um, you know, the, the mode of touch. And well, through the mode of touch, and also I think one of the key things there, it's sort of a shift from often when we use touch, we're focused on a goal. And so that goal could be, it could be sexual, it could be achieving an orgasm, it could be um, doing something, I'm going to give you a shoulder rub because your neck is, and your shoulders are stiff. So it's mm -hmm. a goal, it's focused on a goal, and there's nothing wrong with that. Um, but in a mindfulness approach, it's really more about feeling and having that experience of what does this feel like and how does this support my really being present in the moment and feeling what's happening. Mm -hmm. I think that's a really good point, too. I think that, you know, as men, we've been socialized to be very, you know, performance-oriented. And, you know, what you're discussing here is really important in that, you know, touch can be goal-oriented, but at the same time, to reinforce the sense of sensuality in relationships, it's important just to kind of almost surrender in that moment. Well, exactly. And one of the things about relationships, if we think about why would I want to be in an intimate relationship, and one of the key things there is that I would like to have someone to share my life with. Mm -hmm. And so that sharing my life, that could be anything from washing the dishes together or going for a walk or talking about the day or uh, scurrying around to clean up the house because there's a guest from out of town coming. Uh, <laughs> right. you know, it's the things of daily life. So the exciting things, going on a cruise or some big vacation, those are great, but it's sometimes it's those day-to-day -day things washing the dishes, you know, uh, cleaning the house that uh, we share together. And so how that connects to mindfulness is by really being in the experience of what's happening right now, mm -hmm. we can be more connected and get the benefits out of why we're in a relationship. Would it be safe to say that when we begin to take our relationships for granted that we've kind of gotten out of touch with mindfulness? Um, yeah, I think that I think that would be a, a, a good... Uh, I think that's a reasonable ass assumption mm -hmm. uh, when we take things for granted. And I had the experience recently, my dishwasher broke. And all of a sudden, I got to wash dishes in the sink. <laughs> and there's a lot of them. And my first reaction was to get really annoyed. And then I thought, well, that what is, is this? a tragedy. <laughs> yeah. But then, you know, wow, I can be grateful that I had a dishwasher and that it worked for all these years and that I know how to wash dishes and that I have some nice dishes to wash and I can slow down and just feel the warm water and um, wash the dishes. And, you know, it still is a little annoying, but that reframed my experience of it from being frustrated and annoyed to being grateful mm -hmm. right. and having that experience. And, you know, it, it had been a long time since I, you know, just that simple thing of, having your hands in the soapy water and what does the warm water feel like and just feeling that experience. Right. It's it's uh, simple, but it just reframed that frustration. And by doing that, um, the frustration wasn't gone completely, mm -hmm. but it totally changed the experience. Right. So there's a lot of benefits for mindful touch. You know, as you had said, there's you know, it, it's a good stress relief. It, it really helps you connect with your partner. It's mm -hmm. pleasure-oriented. Anything else? Um, well, I think that one of the things when we use touch in a relationship, often what can happen in relationships is we have something that comes up that's uncomfortable that needs to be dealt with. It might not be, it might be a big thing, but it might just be some small irritation. And 
uh, one of the things that by using touch and particularly mindful touch that's not goal-oriented, we can what I call clear a space. So if we're going to have, if, if I'm in a relationship with you and I need to talk with you, we need to have a conversation about something that's challenging. One of the best things that we can do is to calm ourselves, be connected. So there's a piece around calming the anxiety that I might feel mm-hmm. about having that conversation with you because I care about you. I'm worried what you'll say or what you'll think. Um, and there's also a piece around the connection that we have. And so touch is one of the great ways then to say, let's just spend three minutes um, and let's exchange some touch and let's be connected. And that could be as simple as a hug or a shoulder rub or some cuddling, but really to, to really focus on that connection and what it's like to be together, what I appreciate about you. And then when we're in that place of connection and calmness, then it's going to be a lot easier to talk about whatever that challenging issue is. Absolutely, because when you feel more soothed, you're in a, a better place to you know, maybe grapple with more difficult or challenging issues. Exactly, and then if we're if if we're anxious, we're more likely to go into a fight mode or yep. to a freeze or a runaway, a flight mode. Exactly. So, what exactly is involved in in mindful touch? Then, what are you know some of the ingredients that are involved with that? Well, um, there's basically I, I would break it down into three ingredients, and one of them is kindness. That having an intention of kindness and it's it's just a really simple thing that we're all born with is the ability to give kindness, to have that positive intention, and that kindness really towards myself and towards the other person. And so um, in sharing that touch and having a mindful approach, whether touch is included or not, just having an intention of kindness. Um, Then there's also a place for curiosity, and that kind of comes back to this thing about being in the present moment, of what's going on here, and having an openness to that. This can be a new experience. You know, even if I'm with someone, I've been in a relationship with them for 15 years, we can still have a new experience together, even though we have these habits and these ways of doing things. Um, and curiosity, the thing about curiosity that's so powerful about it is that it's the antidote or the remedy for judgment. And so if I have judgments against myself or against you, by bringing some curiosity to it, it can just help loosen that up so that we can find a way around because the judgment, it's like a brick wall. Mm-hmm. And uh, if I have a lot of judgments about you, then it's like this brick wall and I can't relate to you. I can't. We can't resolve the problem. Right. No, I agree. I think curiosity is a huge thing. In fact, I think curiosity is also one of the you know, ingredients for helping to keep the spark alive mm-hmm. in a relationship, mm-hmm. too. Exactly. Definitely. Um, curiosity. And then I think the other thing is feeling. It's just really letting myself feel my body and feel my emotions. And this is uh, something really simple, but we get so busy in our society and so focused on what's going around, on around us or distracted um, by, you know, now we have a TV in our phone, um, that just that simplest thing of what am I feeling on my skin? What am I feeling 
in my body? Um, what am I feeling in my emotions? And just bringing, ramping up our awareness to that. Yeah, I think it, it really helps to keep us out of our heads mm-hmm. and to really, like you said, just experience that moment, you know, in every capacity that you can. And, you know, it, it does. I think it kind of creates almost a, a feeling of spirituality of sorts with, with you and your partner at that moment when you're out of your head and you're just totally there. Exactly. And it's one of the reasons why sometimes with uh, mindful touch it can be really useful to take turns. And so when two people are together and whatever is happening, whether it's just uh, hugging or having sex or whatever is happening, often you know there's touch and intention and all this going both ways. Um, but to really help us to be mindful and be connected, sometimes what's helpful is to take turns. So if you and I were doing this, you know, it's like, okay, Brian, it's your turn. So for three minutes, what would you like to receive for your mm-hmm. pleasure? Mm-hmm. And then, you know, you could make a request and then maybe we might need to negotiate it. But then for three minutes, it's just about you're feeling that, you're feeling your body and you're receiving touch. And then... Uh, three minutes is up, and then, okay, it's my turn. And then you ask me that question, what would you like to receive? What sort of touch would you like to receive for your pleasure? And that really helps then to focus, okay, so right now my job is just to feel my body, and I don't have to think about what I'm giving back to the other person. I'll do that later. Um, and I think that helps us to be experience this uh, the moment to be more mindful right. and more connected. I like that. I think that's a good exercise too, because it it also puts the the couple in a position of dialogue, dialoguing with each other, mm-hmm. and then you know what feels good for one person may not for the other. So you're actually you know sharing what makes you feel good. Right. Yeah, it can help have a conversation there mm-hmm. about what feels good. The other thing is that when we ask question, when we ask you know what do you want to receive, sometimes you have to stop and think. Well, what would I like? Right. Because we're often socialized in our society to not ask for what we want, and that's not okay. And maybe we had these experiences as you know, as boys growing up, or um, in the work environment where you just have to go along with what you're told to do. And so we get conditioned to not to not ask, and then we also sometimes we just stop for thinking about what we want. Um, and so that also helps us to think about, okay, what would I want? What would I enjoy? What would feel good? Right. It's a, a really good time for people just to kind of think about, you know, what really pleases me? What what are my likes? What, what don't mm-hmm. I like? Really, you know, what are my boundaries? And, you know, being able to communicate that to your partner is really important. Right. And then with within a, a, a relationship where there's a good sense of trust, you can also bring some curiosity there and maybe try some new things. And mm-hmm. especially if you've been in a relationship with someone for a long time and you're used to asking or receiving certain things, like, oh, okay, well, we never gave you, you know, I I don't know, for example, maybe you never gave each other foot rubs. Well, maybe you could experiment. So bring some curiosity to try some different things. Right, right. So, you know, I guess... My next question for you would be, what would be some steps that would be involved in mindfulness in a relationship? And I guess, you know, this could really pertain to to mindful touch or not. You know, just how to be more mindful in a relationship. What are some, you know, steps involved with that? Well, um, yeah, the steps are basically the same whether or not touch is involved. And the first thing is really um, 
I think the be- the great metaphor here is when you come to a railroad track and and what do they teach you to do when you come, you're, you're walking down the road or you're driving down the road and you come out you know there, there's a railroad track crossing the, the road and they say you know stop look and listen so you know the first thing is to to pause mm-hmm. and just stop and be there and see okay what's what's happening here and bring that pause we often live at a really fast pace and so just pausing is a chance to um, be mindful and be bring some awareness and then um you know i frame it as listening but the the railroad metaphor is you know look and listen but it's really paying attention to what's going on here to what's happening and so that can be listening through words it can be through sound it's really through all five senses mm-hmm. so really paying attention and to seeing what's what's happening right now and sometimes that also involves naming what you notice or feel and so something as simple as that exercise where we talked about exchanging touch for three minutes it's like okay so um maybe for example brian you had asked to receive a foot rub and then after the three minutes it's like okay what are you feeling (laughs) What are you feeling? And giving you a chance to just say and put into a few sentences, oh, I'm feeling my feet are feeling warmer and more relaxed, um, or whatever you're feeling. So sometimes there's a place also for saying what's true for me right now. Um, you actually because, talk about what you're feeling at that moment, too. Right. What, what am I feeling right now? And that can be emotions. It can be physical sensations. Um, but as part of a listening, when we talk about listening, in the broadest sense, listening also involves sometimes um, speaking. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the third piece around what uh, what are the steps to, to mindfulness, whether touch is included or not, is really is stillness. And so um, sometimes this gets called meditation, and that can be useful, although the word meditation is scary to a lot of people because they think about sitting for 30 minutes in a cross-legged position and getting right. stiff and impatient. And it really only takes one or two minutes. Actually, there's recent research that that it only takes a few minutes. Um, so it's really about stillness. And so something when you are using touch, something as simple as a still touch or a holding touch. So rather than moving your hands around someone's body, is just putting your hands somewhere um, your hand flat with your fingers together, resting your palm and your hand on some part of someone's body. And um, we can even do that right now. You could, and those who are listening in, you could put your hand on your heart, you know, unless you're driving or somewhere where that wouldn't be appropriate. You can just put your hand on your heart and just notice, what does that feel like? Do I feel the warmth? Do I feel my heart beating? Do I feel the fabric of a shirt? or some chest hair, you know, what's there? Mm-hmm. And so if we were actually in the room together, um, you know, we could actually uh, have, like, set a timer for a minute and just pay attention to, to those feelings. Mm-hmm. And then we might actually, at the end of that time, put a few words to what does that feel like? What am I noticing? Um, but the stillness, um, just letting yourself have some stillness uh, so really, it's about uh, three things, pausing and listening and stillness. 
You know, it's kind of funny. I, I'm chuckling because as a kid, I remember teachers would teach us the, the stop, look, listen model. Mm-hmm. And <laughs> who would have known that, you know, years later there would now be an adult model or an adult, an adult version of that that is really about mindfulness? Mm-hmm. No. <laughs> right. Yeah, I, I wouldn't have been surprised as well. <laughs> Now, I've actually I've heard you talk before about something called touch tango. What is that exactly? Um, well, touch tango actually that's what I was just explaining this idea of this three minute exercise. Okay. And so it's just a, a, a name to kind of help us remember this idea of uh, a back and forth. Mm-hmm. So a dance is like a back and forth, and actually with the tango, there's some fast movement and then there's pauses. Mm-hmm. And so it's just kind of a, a hook. To, to help us remember that. And so that idea um, is just really about, and it can be for longer than three minutes. I think for those, for people who are really new to the idea of mindfulness or med- meditation, it's really helpful to say, let's, you know, let's make this non-sexual and let's, so let's avoid uh, any part of the body that would be covered by your speedo or your nipples. And then where would you like to receive touch elsewhere for your pleasure? Mm-hmm. Um, because one of the things that happens with pleasure is we, as men especially, uh, we have tes- you know a lot of testosterone in our body, and so we tend to go quickly to the sexual when we think about pleasure. Right. And that's great. Um, I'm all in favor of that. I'm very sex positive. But what happens is there's a lot of pleasure we can miss out on. Mm-hmm. And so this is one of the ways to do that is to focus on a non-sexual area. It also helps us to be more in the moment because we're not distracted by arousal or other things that might, um, we might have habits around going into focusing on uh, a certain activity or a certain way of being. Mm -hmm. And so it just can help us to really uh, be in the present moment. Right. And Mark, when when folks are, are practicing these types of exercises with each other, uh, what role should breathing play in all of that? Um, well, I think it's really important and useful to place your attention on your breath and just something as simple as feeling the breath going in and out. Uh, if someone is feeling like, well, you know, it, this is a lot just for me to try to do this exercise, then don't stress out about, or you know, don't worry about the breath mm-hmm. uh, to keep it simple. But if you're ready for it, just Pay attention to your breathing, and when you do any any sort of mindful touch, it's often can be useful to even count your breath, um, not in a, sort of a goal-oriented way, but to help you pause. So, for example, if we are, if I'm in a relationship with someone, it could be a friend, it could be a lover, and there's something that we need to talk about, and either it's important or it's challenging and there's not a lot of time, one of the simplest things to do would be to share three breaths together before we start that conversation. Mm-hmm. So we just pause, and that could be on the phone. It could be in person. We could be touching each other or not, and depending on your comfort level, you could be sharing eye contact, or you could stand in front of each other and place your, your hand on your partner's heart and just share three breaths. And... If you want to take it a step further, when you're ready, make it 10 breaths. And so that's just really pretty quick. Three breaths, it only takes about 20 seconds. You'll be more calm and centered, and then whatever you need to talk about, um, 
especially if you need to go somewhere or you, there's a deadline, mm-hmm. um, I think you'll be more effective in having that conversation. Very good. Boy, I'm I'm kind of geared up to run home and practice this with my partner now. <laughs> <laughs> Great. Yeah, well, well, that's really, and that's really a good point that you've brought up is practice. Mm-hmm. If we think about, um, actually, Brian, you live where there's winter. Uh, I live in New England, and there's cold <laughs> and ice and snow. Yeah. And how do you learn to drive a car on an icy road in the dark night in heavy traffic? Well, exactly. you learn by lots of practice, and you don't start out driving in heavy traffic. You probably start out in some backyard or some parking lot, um, and it's just lots of practice until it becomes, you know, you have these instincts, and you know when to put your foot on the brake and when to let up on it. And, you, you know, you, if you've lived in Florida all your life and you're suddenly driving on ice, you might, you know, jam your foot on the brake, and that's probably not the best thing to do. Right. So, so the same thing for this. It's like... It might seem a little odd at first. It might kind of not like work the way you hoped, and that's okay. Just be gentle, be kind to you know. This goes back to kindness. It's like have an intention of kindness towards yourself, and keep keep trying it, keep practicing, bring some curiosity. How could we do it a little different next time? And then the more you do it, the more it becomes habitual. It's just automatic. Mm-hmm. Well, Mark, I really appreciate you sharing a lot of this information, and you've given us some really awesome exercises to practice. I, I mean, I can really see how doing this can really strengthen the intimacy, you know, between partners, and it's just some really good information on just helping people learn to be more fully present in the moment in their relationships, and can really, you know, catapult a relationship. I think so. Thank you so much. Well, great, Brian. I'm glad to be here. So keep and, uh, being curious and keep feeling. Absolutely. And Mark, where can people find you? What, what's your website? Well, uh, people can find me at the themalehealthytouchclub.com. Uh, and so that um, the work that I do is with gay and bisexual men in the arena of sex and relationships. And so there are resources there, and you can join the mailing list there as well to get uh, some of those free resources. Great. Well, very good. Thank you so much again once again, Mark. You take care. Thanks, Brian. Thank you. Bye-bye now. Goodbye. So there you have it. Now you can see the positive impact that mindful touch can have in your relationship. And while touch can certainly lead to sex, I hope you can now see the power it can have in just general day-to-day functioning you have as a couple. Not only can it help deepen intimacy, but it also goes a long way toward helping with conflict resolution when you and your partner go through rough patches with each other. And it can also help reduce anxiety and communicate your feelings. So how can you begin to integrate touch in your relationship? That's the question I'd like to leave you with today. And I encourage you to start today and you know try to find ways that you can let your physical touch add more emphasis to how you really love your partner. I promise you that it'll go a long way. I'd like to thank Mark once again for joining us and sharing those great practical exercises with us. Those are some things that you know we can all get started on today. <laughs> and I also want to thank you for joining us as well. I hope you enjoyed the show. If you have any coaching questions for me, my email is brian at thegaylovecoach.com. And uh, again, thank you so much, and we will see you the next time. You take good care.